0: Everybody, pound that freaking like button, dude. You guys hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. I am on fire. I can talk about the fascists in Australia following the Chinese model, but that's not what tonight is about, is it? No, no. It's about Bitcoin, the complete opposite of the Chinese model that the Australians have accepted, uh, just like sheep. I mean, it's sad. But anyway, Bitcoin is freedom. Australia is China. All right, let's do this thing. And I'm going to dox myself. I'm in the heart of freaking Texas right now, baby. And they are living life. You wouldn't know any of that nonsense is going on here. And there's just so much going on here. And obviously I'm pumped. I'm screaming, but this is how I usually am anyway. So, oh yeah, time to talk some uh, some Bitcoin and everything. And it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, and uh, before we get fully into Bitcoin, you know, because obviously uh, Baltimore is uh, a so I am yes. a Ravens fan. Yes. Well, I I saw your profile, I saw what you liked. I can I can tell you the uh one one thing I'm going to obviously I'm a Ravens fan, I'm an Orioles fan. Um, I, I don't remember 1979 or 1971. I've been I've been taught by my glorious father may he rest in peace about those years in baseball, but I do want to tell people that um in, 19, in 2016, uh when Bitcoin was what, $700, or no, 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 it was when I was in Vegas on September 11th of 2016 and that Colin Kaepernick stuff was going on, I told myself right then, I made a video. I said, I am not going to pay attention to the NFL anymore. The, The next Ravens game I will watch is when they're in the AFC title game. Instead, I will focus on Bitcoin. I think that was a pretty good idea. Most people in America, they the bread and circuses, as someone just uh, mentioned beforehand, they bought, they've been following the NFL and the political contest since 2016. That's been their freaking lives. You know what I've been doing? I've been buying and holding since then. So people can say I'm lucky. People can say I'm whatever. But no, I made a, a serious plan. I said, this is nonsense. Bitcoin is $600, $700. I'm sticking with the Bitcoin. And wow, has it has it paid off? Would I rather have a freaking Colin Coppernack jersey now or to know all the rape Because I used to know every single Raven. I used to know every single thing about the NFL. And I have, I mean, I I re- I mean, I was into Bitcoin back then pretty hardcore. But I, I mean, I turned it up a notch by giving up the freaking NFL. So anyone can do it. Um, and no one has an excuse not to do it. And yeah, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, they had that rivalry. They used to be the Cleveland and Pittsburgh rivalry. Whatever. I'm glad you're into Bitcoin and everything. And I advise everybody, you know, there are times for pastimes. It's cool. I mean, I still follow the Orioles pretty darn closely, even though they're horrible. And uh, but there's there's a time to get serious about your freaking life, too. And in 2016. I took it freaking up a notch. I bought a heck of a lot of Bitcoin that year. And now I am very well off. Yes. I mean, I don't work anymore. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I want to I say one thing. I am richer than many of the NFL players. So, I mean, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, but we'll put it in even nicer. So we got people, we got people, we got guys who worship the Ravens, but I'm richer than the freaking Ravens. So let, let's, because I did the right thing and didn't like cry like a baby about Colin Kaepernick and all that nonsense that was going on and buy into that mainstream narrative. Uh, And and now Bitcoin has become more and more mainstream, which is, which is great. Which is great. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady dropping, you know, I mean, I'm sure you saw that. He threw 600 touchdown pass on Sunday. Only quarterback to ever do that. Um, And Mike Evans, who caught the touchdown pass, didn't know, turned around and gave it to a fan. Yes. And, And so then the fan, um, you know, they went over and, like, they said, like, hey, that's number 600. Can you, you know, maybe. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll make some kind of deal, you know. And uh, Tom Brady ended up giving him two season tickets to Buccaneers games for, you know, however long. Um, like a $1,000 in credit to the pro shop and a whole Bitcoin Oh, I didn't hear about the Bitcoin part. I thought you were going to tell me about you know Tom Brady and his NFT business or whatever, which is, is that's his prerogative. I saw I saw Tom Brady on an advertisement for for some crypto company too. I mean, he's better than most celebrities. I mean, uh, uh, he knows. He knows Bitcoin at least, and he's, he's in the cryptocurrency. The rich get richer. So what? That's good for him. I think it's great. Anybody, just just because the rich are getting richer, anyone can buy Bitcoin. Don't People let that intimidate them. Well, it's only the rich are getting rich. Look, Tom Brady's already set for life. It, it's passed me by. No, no, if you're in the uh Zimbabwe right now, you should be buying freaking Bitcoin. Of course, I was in Zimbabwe in 2016, and I told them to buy freaking Bitcoin. Um, so there, there's no excuses for anyone out there. Um, it's not a poor thing. It's not a rich thing. Any, but disintermediation, it is anyone can get this darn thing. No one is, is holding you back. And yeah, I'm glad Tom Brady uh is, I, I'm shocked. I, I did not know he gave away a Bitcoin to that fan. And that was nice. And uh, it was nice to the fan uh, to not, and to, I guess, to give it up to him and everything. I mean, you could hold off for a lot more for, for, for some of these guys. But whatever, whatever. Sports is sports. Bitcoin is Bitcoin. And yes, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, do your thing, man. I will say this. Pittsburgh is a much safer place than Baltimore. I, I, I avoid Baltimore like the plague now. It is a disgrace. I mean, they're like Australians there, the way they're just giving in to the government. I mean, it is just to be here in Texas. And I was in Miami beforehand. And I, it's just most people, there's such an East Coast bias in the United States of America the thing, you know, the, because the people in New York, the once great city in New York, because they're all a bunch of scared little girls, because they're a bunch of scared little girls. Everybody thinks this is like everybody else should be scared. No, no. Most of the country, they don't. They're, they're just living their freaking lives, man. They're living their freaking lives. So um, it's a shame that people wasted one and a half of their years hiding under their beds. And then, you know, they, they cry that they're poor. I mean, again, on March the 12th and March the 13th of last year, when the whole world was supposedly falling apart and everything was crashing, I bought two Bitcoin. Total cost, $10,000. Now, what's that word? And and there's no excuse. Anyone else could have done it. But most people were like, oh, false, false, Professor Falsy, Leader Falsy, Leader Trump, wipe my tuchless for me. I'm so scared. You you act when there's freaking blood in the streets. But here in America and all over the world, we have learned that most people are collectivists. Most people cannot think for themselves. And most people will do exactly what the government tells them to do. So most people will become Fed coin holders eventually and not opt into Bitcoin because they will believe whatever lies the government says the, and they'll say yeah uh the bitcoin is for is for uh, insurrectionists so half the country will be like yes fed coin is great i can pay my taxes this way oh it's it's so convenient uh, okay well, that, that that's that's another topic right there but i'm, I'm trying to combine the current events into uh cryptocurrency some way so i i've gone off on a lot of tangents there so shoot away uh what, what's going on <laughs> so
1: i love it bring the energy and hey anyone if you want to come up um, just you know, request uh, hit the
2: request down in the corner. You know, we'll bring uh, we'll bring you you up uh, to to join the
1: conversation. Um, but
3: Luke, uh, go ahead. Do you have a question there, or do you just you were going to jump in and enjoy the the energy? Oh, I was loving the energy. It's rare to find someone who brings that hate. It's fucking. It's amazing. Um, Adam, how long do you reckon? How long do you reckon the people are going to simply suck it up for? Is it five, ten, fifteen percent
0: inflation levels? When does the everyday Help. person duck? Their Fed coin to Bitcoin. Oh, oh, beautiful question! It is called happy inflation. I predicted a little less than a year ago. The media would spin it that inflation was good. It was happy inflation, and sure enough, they're already doing that. They're they're saying it's good. It's happy inflation. It's a good thing. It's a, it's a reason to support your government. You know, look how, how smart and how attentive and how knowledgeable the president is he's so aware and awake he has brought on this great inflation for us we should support him if you're against happyflation you're a, you're a traitor you're and so how long can they keep it up uh, for uh, a, a big hunk of the population uh, for quite some time i, I mean it, it could go on and on and on and on as long as they have their big screen TVs and uh, their stuff and we it is so comfortable in the United States of America and when you're having everything delivered to you, um, people say there's this wealth inequality, and the poor, and, and why is it? Why is Elon Musk getting richer faster than me? No, 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 dude. The, the comforts that pe- the poorest of Americans have now and the poorest of Australians have now in the palm of their hands, they have these little computers that get them everything, which are phones. I mean, it is amazing the technology that has been brought on. So they will be comfortable. I mean, I just, even here in Dallas, I see dudes just sitting on their front porch, smoking weed, just looking at their phones. They don't care about inflation. I mean, they, they gotta, they're getting a government check. It's very entertaining to play video games on your phone all day and smoke weed. It's I, I think it is. I don't do amazing. By the way, people, I don't do drugs at all. I know it seems like I'm all coked up or whatever. It's this is really how I am. If you meet me in person, you'll see this is unbelievably. I I have this energy for real life without drugs or anything like that. But in 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 Australia, how long can they keep it up? I, I've just been. Let me tell you something. Uh, what you don't know about me, I I love Australia. I love the people of Australia. I was in Australia in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and I was gonna be there in 2020 also. Um, I've been to the sixth large the sixth most populated cities in Australia. Um, I, I, my plan was to go back there like every freaking year of my life because I love going there. I, my, my whole lifestyle is I don't have a home anymore. I just go from one Airbnb into another. I mean, thank you Bitcoin, obviously, for that. But um, anyone can do that. But, but, and, and then we had this horrible lockdown and and, and all this and, and I could not believe that Australia took it to the level that they took it. Now, part of the reason they can take it to that level is because there's no Second Amendment there and they don't fe- fear the people uh, rebelling against them. That's the glory of the United... But there's just, I guess there's not a true understanding of what true freedom is there. So unfortunately in Australia, I think that the the horrible leaders there uh, will, will be able to, I mean, print as much. Any Canada, it's, well, I don't know about Canada, but but yeah, they'll, they'll be able to get away with the inflation for quite some time in Australia. And it really seems like... Uh, I mean, there's some people behind the scenes in Australia who enjoy the Chinese model, who think if they embrace whatever China does, that perhaps they'll get good business with them and that that'll be good for the country. Now you can feel good about yourselves because it's worse in New Zealand, and, and the, the person in charge of New Zealand is a is like a, a disgrace to the tenth power compared to the, the people in charge of Australia. But uh, still it's pretty bad. I mean, she just admitted that she wants two different classes of people. <laughs> I mean, that, that's more like Germany of the nineteen forties. That that's that's worse than China now. Well, I mean, China obviously has many similarities to to uh, its fascist, like uh, the the Germany of the. Uh, and it's just amazing how many people their entire lives railed against fascism, and now they that fa- fascism creeps into their their countries, they openly embrace it. And the prime minister of New Zealand, uh, I mean, she's a fascist. State. I mean, she's admitting it. And they have they don't have guns there either. Um, it, that's a, it's a, that's an awesome, beautiful country too. I, I really enjoyed my time there. But I mean, I just I. You don't know until the until the S hits the fan how the people react. And I got to say, the United States has the best freaking setup with 50 different experiments. So sure, there's some states that are just totally out of their minds. But there's some states like Texas and Florida where the people are, for various reasons, are going in complete different directions than other states. And so there, there can't be this federal mandate to go you know full fascist because states will i mean if worse comes to worse secede i don't think it it won't come to that because there's just a balance and the way the united states is set up um, in terms of of being put together as a country uh has really really helped it during this uh, last one and a half years and i would be i would rat i would not want to be anywhere else but the united states during these last one and a half years And that's all I've been in. I've only been in the United States. I wish I could leave the country, but I am not leaving the country because I wanna get back in the country and I'm not going any place where I got to quarantine for two weeks, or anyone's going to shove anything up my nose and, and violate me. It's a, vi- it's, it's, it's unbelievable. All these uh, yuppie parents—they let their kids be violated. They let things be shoved up their nose. It's the, it's, it's very similar to having something shoved up your backside. It, it's a complete violation of a child. I, I just can't believe. I don't have children, but I, I can't believe I have nieces and nephews. But it, it's sickening. That it, that it, it, it's it's amazing. And this all started with the Chinese model. You know for, for the good of the country for the good of the country we must uh, shove things off children's noses so some 80 year old won't die and then we we you have to give up your business for the good of the country so some 90 year old won't die it's 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 unbelievable but in the united states we are holding strong and uh so that, that's my long answer uh, so yeah, if, if people are willing to let their kids be violated, of course they're they're going to be willing to accept the inflation uh, for a very long time and stick with the Fed coins. So the the Fed coin debuts, they haven't happened yet, but they will be grand and glorious, and oh my God, the celebration that will go on in the mainstream media. And uh, the the question is, will how much will Bitcoin be mentioned during these uh, glorifications of the Fed coins? That, that are yet to come. And I mean, that's something we can discuss. Um, uh, will they just totally ignore Bitcoin or will, or will they really attack, or will they use this as a, an attempt to attack Bitcoin? Because in a sense, if the fake coin just works on its own, why even talk about Bitcoin? Why not just... Take more power away from the people, be able to monitor the people, be able to tax the people, negative interest rates. Why even bring up Bitcoin? Why even notify them about it? But I mean, that that's something we're, we're going to see in the future. And, and maybe they'll be different from country to country. Um, well, in China, obviously, they're going to vilify Bitcoin. They, they've already decided to go that route. But I mean, I, I'm talking about once free countries like Canada and Australia, um, you know, will, will they, when they debut their fake coins, will they still mention Bitcoin is bad or will they just forget about it and be happy that everybody is just following their lead? So that, that, that's something we can discuss.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, part of me wonders if they have been running all this FUD against Bitcoin. I mean, they've been doing it anyway, so they would do it no matter what. Um, But is this FUD, you know, like their test to see like, you know, should we, you know, like FUD Bitcoin whenever the Fed coin comes out or should we ignore it? Um, and they're probably saying that they should, I don't know, maybe they, I mean, if you're looking at it from the perspective, of you're trying to, you know, look at the argument from their, from their point of view and they want the Fed coin to exist, what's the best case scenario? What do you do in order to make that, do you ignore Bitcoin or do you, or do you try and, you know, stomp it out? And, I mean, I don't
0: think you can do it either. Well, you, you, they can't stop it out. That's one thing, but it, it, it's, it's a very valid question. Will they just fud it even more? Take take, take. so it might be right now it is a test. Perhaps some, some countries are testing it like, well, how much uh, fud can we get away with and will we need to do this later on? Um, but uh, there's no way they can stop it. And uh, I mean, we'll just we just have to wait to, and see. For me, it's just like me. It's just like watching a movie. I've already set myself up for this a long time ago. I've opted in the Bitcoin. I'm not going to play around with FedCoin. Um, it is it is a disgusting thing. I mean, the way they will be able to monitor you, uh, and, and just the social credit score. That they'll be able to do that they say they're not going to do. In, you better believe they're going to do it in Australia. Will they? Will they take it to the same level in the United States? I don't know. But China, they're doing it obviously, and Australia follows everything that China does now. So yeah. Um, but if Australia does it, then why not another Western nation make it a part of the social credit score also? But uh, we, we'll have to wait and see if they do fund Bitcoin. But it is, it is, in, and take it up a notch, or just. Uh, just ignore it. But I mean, I, I would like to hear other, if anyone else thinks uh, what, what what the policy, if I was in charge, if I was you know one of these horrible sociopaths in charge, I would just uh, not talk about Bitcoin at all and just get as many 80 percenters to follow the FedCoin line and pretend like Bitcoin didn't exist and just talk about how great FedCoin is and that you're a terrorist if you don't use it and you're not loyal to America if, if you don't use it. And that probably would, would work it because if you start mentioning Bitcoin, it just, it'll wake up, it might wake up too many people. And again, for Bitcoin to be successful, I want to remind this, because there's a lot of people that differ from me on this opinion. Some people think Bitcoin has to become the uh, world reserve currency. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think that. I don't think, it, I think uh, the dollar will remain the world reserve currency for quite some time. Most people will do what they're told. We have seen that for a while. And for Bitcoin to be successful, I, I think, uh, you know, 10% of the world uses Bitcoin. I think that it'll be a raging freaking success if that's the case. And if it's 20%, it'll be even be bigger. But I, I mean, it might not even end up the majority of the people of the world might not use Bitcoin. They, these Fed coins might be that convenient and they might have that much of a freaking slave mentality that they'll just do whatever their leaders tell them. And the one, last one and a half years, we've definitely seen a freaking slave mentality in every single country on this planet.
3: I love how you mentioned the 80 80- and are probably just going to keep going and doing what they're doing. Um, I'm not sure if you've stumbled across laser hodl with the whole great reset and the, the plan to export the Chinese social credit score to every Western country around the world. That's kind of my thinking as well. I'm thinking that they're going to get their great reset because 70, uh, probably 60 to 70% of the population are just going to bend over for it. They're just going to take the Fed coin. They're just going to, um, they're just going to have their social credit score. They're just going to happily be tracked and monitored everywhere. I'm just curious how long they're stuck in that system for um, before they see the Bitcoin number go up. That's that's kind of where I'm stuck. I don't know if that's a one-year process, a five-year process, a ten-year process. Um, what do you think of? It?
0: We, 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 what's the exact question? When, when do I think people will wake up to Bitcoin it, 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 during this uh, Build Back Better process, that that, 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 that there'll they'll be a big shift from Build Back Better to Bitcoin? Is that the question? Yeah, I
3: think people are going to happily use these
0: CBDCs yeah. and
3: have a social credit score for a few years before coming to Bitcoin. I just don't know
0: how long that transition process is going to be. Well, it's only going to be, if there'll be some that'll stop. Hmm. Uh. Well, we we again. I don't think it'll be that large of a percentage of people that will make the switch. How long will it take the people on the fence to actually make the switch? Um. Well, th- there could be. There would have to be another black swan of some sort. I think that there'd be some trigger. I don't think it'll be a gradual thing. I think there'd be, maybe there'll be another virus. Maybe there'll be something else that'd be like, why why is this happening again? What's going on? And why is the Bitcoin number still going up? What is this Bitcoin overlay? There's another option out there. I I, I don't, that's very hard to predict. I mean, I'm more into the general prediction that we have already reached a stage where I, I just don't see I mean, that many more people waking up to Bitcoin in the next year. Um, I I think it's going to take something more. I mean, there's waking up to Bitcoin and then there's waking up to like gambling. Like you were talking about that. Australians love to gamble and everything like this. So there is a main, the mainstream is very happy to cover Shiba coin. Okay. Like on Twitter right now, I mean, that's what's trending and stuff the Shiba thing, which is like total nonsense. And so you get a lot of people buying some cryptocurrency, but have they really changed their lives at all by owning Shiba? Are they going to still be uh, Fed coin holders? Yes, yes, they are. I mean, these are the same people who ask me like, well, why shouldn't I keep my, my Bitcoin at Coinbase? What are you talking about? Well, why should I keep my Bitcoin at an exchange? Why shouldn't I keep my Shiba at an exchange? I know well, It's safe there. It's very safe there. So uh, there's going to be, there's going to be a crossover also between those who use FedCoin and those who just happen to have Bitcoin for gambling or or, or altcoins for gambling and stuff. Um, but just a change of the ph- philosophy of people, a philosophical change can only be, I, I think – There'll be some people that will that are on the fence that'll gradually do it. I really can't predict how long it'll take them one to two years, but not that many more. But if there's something big that happens, something that we cannot predict, just like we couldn't predict this, um, that 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 will uh that will definitely a- a accelerate it quite a bit. So uh, I, I hope that answered the question. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. We were talking, Luke and I, we were just doing like a rip earlier today about hyperinflation. And we're like, I think, unfortunately, you know, not many people are going to wake up, up to the hyperinflation or the fact that they should
1: have switched to Bitcoin until it's after, you know, like they, they have a very short period of time here to get in and, and um, get ahead of it. You know, they can join in a couple of years. It's just, this is the chance. This is the opportunity to, this is the escape hatch. You know, the, the movie theater is on fire, and there's, you know, not many people know about it. They're all still sitting there watching their movie, just shoving their face full of, you know, chocolate and, you know, diabetes. And, um, you know, they're just uh, they're just waiting. And they're going to find out all of a sudden, oh, shit, it's getting hot. i got to get, get the fuck out of here. Well, um,
0: but I mean, that's another, it's a very interesting point you talk about the hyperinflation. I don't think the dollar is going to be hyperinflated. I, I don't think it's going to fall. Again, I, I know this is a different take than than a lot of Bitcoiners have. I just, people believe in it nonstop because they're told to believe in it. I mean, I've traveled around the world. I mean, in Argentina, back in 2018, they'd rather take my dollars than take my pesos. Uh, but back then, I paid for a bus with a freaking, uh, well, it was a, a bus to the airport. But nonetheless, um, there is, part of hyperinflation is, is psychological. It's a complete loss of faith in the currency, that it is nothing but trash. Okay. And I I do not think the dollar will be hyperinflated. I think we're going to, we're having major inflation. There's no doubt about it. So you're, most people will never wake up to that. I I agree with that. And thus it will be too late. They become more and more government slaves and, and more just intertwined with, you know, having to get a a universal basic income. Now in 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 other countries, there will be hyperinflation in other countries. There will be. And yeah, those dudes will, uh, obviously it's going to be much too late. I mean, that's how it is most of the time in Zimbabwe and Venezuela. Most of the people were much too late. I mean, there are many Venezuelans already into Bitcoin. I mean, I've been having Venezuelans on my show since 2016. So, uh, I mean, there's just, the majority of people do not act. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to act. Most people are trees, I say. And that's one of my sayings, besides pound that freaking like button, is be in motion. You got to be in motion. You got to be able to pivot. You got to be able to change. In the United States, most people aren't willing to leave their hometowns. It's really embarrassing. They want the government to come uh, uh, give incentives for a factory to be built in their hometown. No, dude. If you can't get a job in your uh, your hometown, it's not my responsibility to, to to pay some private company to open up a, a freaking uh, a factory in your town. Go move. There are options that are out there. So it's if your currency is being debased, it's all over the news. It's so obvious. It's going on for years and years. All these programs are being proposed. Trillion dollar programs, unheard of. I mean, it's it's your fault if you don't prepare. But most people will not prepare, and uh, so uh, it. I mean, it will be sad to see in some of these very, in some first world countries that, I mean, it probably be in, I don't know, I can't make, I don't, I don't make predictions in terms of specifics, but there'll be some pretty relatively comfortable com- countries now that have their own currencies that are going to, that are going to have hyper, something like hyperinflation. And yeah, those people, that'll be really horrible uh, for the people that didn't get into Bitcoin because they, they had a they had a comfortable life beforehand and it's go- it's going to go down the tubes and who knows what that could bring, what type of social unrest that can bring. I hope it doesn't happen. But I mean I mean like South Africa. South Africa for is instance. It's you know, it's got its problems. They will have something close to hyperinflation eventually. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Their, their policies that they have, the printing of the RAND, if they if they continue on on, on what they're doing. And they, they and they should know better than anyone. They share a freaking border with Zimbabwe, but they're gonna go they're gonna go Zimbabwe. Over there. Uh, I mean, within 10 years, probably, if they continue what they're doing. And the beautiful, why I bring up. South Africa is because I've been going to South Africa since 2015 to Bitcoin conferences right there. And many people in South Africa have prepared quite a few. I mean, so it's out there. So we, we, we hear this FUD about how Bitcoin is only for first world countries and this, that, and the other, and it's not for developing countries and it's only for, it's not for people of color. I mean, it's been out there. They've had the option since 2015. I was in, when I was in Zimbabwe in 2017, there was an, an American ragging on Bitcoin there. Just telling me how, oh, everybody missed out. It's only for rich people like Roger Ver. Roger Ver owns so much, much Bitcoin, blah, blah. And Bitcoin was 600 freaking dollars when this dude was telling me about it. And he was already saying that, you know, poor people of Africa were, were phased out. If poor people of Africa would have bought some Bitcoin back when they would 100x their freaking money then. So that, that's another thing. It's never too late. Um, But some people are going to be in horrible financial situations because they believe the government lines. They believe this woke nonsense that everything is somebody else's fault and you can't change your path. Um, Bitcoin is the anti-woke, but you have to, yeah, you have to actually do it. You can't just philosophically talk about, I mean, there's all these technical gurus who love to talk about the the intricacies of Bitcoin and why it might fail and why this other altcoin, dude, just do it like freaking Michael Jordan, okay? The more you talk, the more you waste time. Uh, and some of these guys are geniuses. And they end up, they've been talking this talk about Bitcoin. Ooh, well, there could be this technical problem with it. And it doesn't fulfill this aspect of the prisoner's dilemma. Who knows what they come up with? And they have fun staying poor, I guess. I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So in motion, people, be in motion. This, it's not just about studying this and talking about the technical aspects. You, you actually got to own it to make a difference in your life. You could be, uh, be a you uh, could be a have a doctorate in Bitcoin and own no Bitcoin. That that ain't gonna do you no well, man. That's not gonna do you no well when a uh, uh, hi- hyperinflation comes to your uh, borderline country.
1: Hey, uh, Matt, welcome up to the stage. Uh, you have a question? Um,
4: yeah, I'm just quite interested in the um, Bitcoin space itself. Um, I'm just wondering, you
2: know, from you know what what. What exactly is Bitcoin? You know, I'm not really well versed on the technical side or, you know, the news or the media following all
0: this Bitcoin stuff. You know, I'm just coming into this space quite new. I'm just wondering, you know, how does Bitcoin help me? And what, what, what exactly is Bitcoin? It's, well, I'm going to give a really brief one and then someone take over technically for me. It's digital currency that no country controls. So it can't be inflated. It's unconfiscatable. It's uncensorable and it's uninflatable. And every other currency out there, it could be uh, confiscated from you. It can be; infl- they all get inflated away, and uh, it, and uh, they they are they're censorable too. In, in the sense that if you try to send your uh, you try to wire a U.S. dollar to someone in Iran that they consider a terrorist, that uh, it will be it won't get to them. It, it can be censored. It can be stopped. Um, Bitcoin, they cannot stop it. Um, if, if you do it correctly, so someone take over for the technical aspects. Uh, I, I, I gave some some real basics there, but uh. Um,
1: uh, technically, I am not great with this because I will admit. So, my podcast is called Bitcoin Made Simple, but I'm not the one that makes it simple for other people. It's I invite hosts or guests to come on, and I ask them questions with my smooth brain and um, and get the technical answers. But um, you know, I. The, I think, like, on a simple way, like, it's, you know, if you look at the blockchain, basically, what it is is it's a, it's a ledger, it's a bank ledger that everyone can, um, that everyone can see, and everyone can verify,
2: and it's immutable. It's immutable truth. It's immutable money that the government can never you know,
1: confiscate. It, they can never take. They can never stop you from using it. Um, one of the beauties of Bitcoin is that you can walk. You can. You can leave your country and transfer to a different country. Like you could fly to from Australia to, you know, Mexico
2: with the number, with the uh, 24 is a word seed phrase in your head and transfer all your wealth with you. You don't have to carry gold bars. You don't have to do anything with wires or anything like that. So, um, you know, that's
1: kind of on a simple level. I mean, Luke or Jonathan, do you guys have more technical expertise on, on how Bitcoin works from that aspect?
3: I definitely don't bring any uh, technical expertise, uh, but I'll I'll take a stab at it. Uh, Matt, good to see you in spaces, brother. Um, Just kind of from a technical standpoint, the the reason you can't change Bitcoin is because it's the first monetary system that's actually decentralized. We've never had a form of money that's actually decentralized and governments cannot stop. I think Adam crushed it earlier. Nobody can change it. It's censorship resistant. Nobody can stop transactions. And that's because there's 200,000 nodes around the world ran by us crazy Bitcoin maximalists with laser eyes on Twitter who enforce the rules of Bitcoin. And we say, no, you cannot change the rules of Bitcoin. The only way you're going to try and push a change through is you need to convince what is it, 90% of us to agree to change the rules. And we're not going to change the rules. So that's why technically Bitcoin can't be changed. There's 200,000 of us around the world that are going to say, no, the Bitcoin rules are not going to change. We don't accept rulers in this monetary system. So... Really simply, just a monetary system that nobody can control. There's 21 million bitcoins. Nobody can print any more
4: bitcoins. No governments can bail any, any of their crimes out. So I'm not sure if that's a good answer from the technical aspect, but that's bitcoin. What happens if governments want to, you know, eventually say if I was to buy on a bitcoin and then 10 years down the line, you know, they decided to really hammer down on it. They want to tax me and start doing all that sort of jargon. Well,
3: how, how do I go about that do I do I want to take another stab at it you got it you got a few different options um, so I think uh, lightning networks probably a, an option once you're on the lightning network I don't think the government can see what you're doing once you're on there uh, another option is potentially uh coin Uh you could you could use your coin join and, you know, try to say, no, no, that's, that's not my Bitcoin, that's not my Bitcoin. And governments are a little bit, uh, the chain analysis firms uh, cannot track where your Bitcoin goes once you use a coin join transaction, uh, which is kind of a little bit high level and a little bit too complicated for my smooth brain. But um, essentially, it's just a transaction where you have 10 other people that all come together. Uh, one way to think about it is kind of like mixing, but it's not really mixing. Uh, but you've got 10 people that come together and make a transaction together and then um with equal sizes of the transactions so say one bitcoin each and then on the other side of it all of those 10 people uh also get the one trans the one point each out of it and the governments aren't sure who owns what or who swapped their bitcoins with somebody else um i'm sure somebody could do a better a better description of what coin joins are kind of butcher that but there are lots of options
0: so lightning and coin joints uh, I, I wanna I wanna add uh, well uh, yeah the, the, the coin joining is just a way to uh, totally not trace your, your Bitcoin and it uh, apparently it works um, and uh, so but in terms of it, the government making Bitcoin illegal or the government like super taxing Bitcoin, some governments are going to go that way and they're going to be somewhat successful with it because most people purchase their bitcoin, you know, from a, a pretty public uh, place, you know, be Coinbase or the equivalent of Coinbase within their country. But this is the thing: there's a there's a lot of different countries on this planet, okay? And already we got El Salvador, that's very Bitcoin friendly, um, and we got here in the United States, we have 50 different states. If one if one state, one country, if a bunch of countries try to do something for big, you know, bad for Bitcoin, whether it tax it or make it illegal, other ones will benefit financially if they don't tax it or don't tax it as much or they don't make it illegal. Uh, so uh, there, there, there's competition between countries. It's not a one world government yet, definitely. That's another reason I'm so pleased that that uh, Texas and Florida you know, have, have stood up and coinc- not a coincidence, both Texas and Florida are very friendly toward Bitcoin also. And, and again, Wyoming is is, is is all very very friendly toward uh, toward Bitcoin. So I don't worry about you know governments uh, making it, uh, it, it making it illegal. And you know what we were talking about before, like they're going to get their Fed coin. They're going to be able to get very wealthy off of uh, and, and much more power and control by making their own digital currency that's very convenient for the, for the normies. Okay, so they're they, why, why mess with Bitcoin at that point? Now, some will mess with Bitcoin at that point. Uh, We're we're just going to have to live it and, uh, and see it. But I am, if your country makes Bitcoin illegal, then get the heck out of your country. I mean, get to the United States, get, get, get where it's legal and people will vote with their feet. Um, but, uh, right now, Western countries, have been pretty okay toward Bitcoin in terms of tax. I mean, the tax regimes in, in certain countries are better than the United States uh, uh, is toward Bitcoin right now. Um, it's it's still there's there's not everything's been clarified in the United States in terms of the tax regime. But uh, and, and another thing you got to remember there's two superpowers now in the world: the United States and uh, China. And right now, China has totally gone in a making Bitcoin illegal direction. And so, if the United States went in that direction, people would say you're just following China. So, there at a certain level, it's in the United States' best patriotic, um, you know, benefit for it to just do the opposite of China not to say hey we're better than China because we're allowing Bitcoin we're not we're not scared of Bitcoin so I, I the, the one axis has already gone in a certain direction now sadly as mentioned beforehand there's a lot of once what I thought were Western countries that are following China with other models so so you know you never know what Australia is gonna end up doing is, is basically what I'm saying but I, I am not a person who worries about it making it illegal and uh, yes as, as Luke said, there's ways of making it more, um, if need be, making it anonymous. And there are people working on uh, second level uh, solutions to make Bitcoin more anonymous. And uh, if, 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 if the United States did start to talk about making it illegal, work on that would speed up incredibly, you know, to, 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 to get around that. The, these people that are into Bitcoin, they see a problem. And then they start, they start working on it to, to fix it, you know, to, to, to get around the government, uh, the government mandate. So I, I, I'm very confident in, uh, it, whatever, I have been in this thing since 2013, I bought my first two Bitcoin in 2013. I've seen a lot of FUD, uh, thrown at Bitcoin and it keeps on, it keeps on chugging along. They said it would go to zero. They said that China would shut it down with the mining, uh, they, they said that it would uh, that be that the new one was gonna fork off that was better that this coin was better this that coin was better it, it meets all challenges so it, I I've heard it's going to be made illegal for basically eight years what happens if the it, it hasn't happened yet so uh, if it does solutions will be found hey Matt those
5: are some really good questions uh, let me let me just add uh, something here Um but great. I mean, Luke and, and Adam, I think, uh, answered that very well. Uh, I think very simply put, uh, Bitcoin is the separation of money from state. And I think if you if you just take a step back and ask yourself, what is money? Um, and, you, you know, we have a bit of a recency bias. I mean, if you look at the current fiat system, um, it's only, I mean, really 40 to 50 years old, right? Um, you know, 50 years ago, the U.S. dollar was pegged to gold. And then in 1971, uh, you know, the, the U.S. government decided to, to end that. So, and then if you go back before that, right, I mean, before dollars, you had basically gold. And then you had, you know, before that, people were trading <laughs> with, with shells, uh, seashells. So, I mean, it's Bitcoin is, is really much the, like, it's pretty much the evolution of money, right? This is the next, the next stage. And, and uh, you know, so far, I mean, governments have, have controlled the, the, the flow of money around the world. Uh, central banks, and now now you're basically seeing, uh, you know, the, the people uh, take back that power. Uh, which, you know, obviously is, is a big, you know, probably one of the biggest revolutions that we're, we're going to see in the history of, of, of mankind, so this, this is a big one. But to answer your other question about, you know, governments, I, I think we're also, you know, there's a lot of Bitcoiners, we, we tend to assume that most people in government are anti-Bitcoin, um, I think there are a lot of people within different governments around the world that are actually uh, starting to understand what Bitcoin is. And I mean, they're, at the end of the day, they're human, right? Like, they, they want, if they can park their money somewhere where it's going to, you know, return a good yield or it's going to be a good investment over time uh, versus, you know, parking their money in bonds or, or equities or, or dollars, they're, they're going to make that choice. And they're not, obviously, they're not going to push policies that are going to be, you know, that, that are going go to go against their, their investment. Um, so I, I think that, again, coming back to game theory, uh, you know, we, we have we not make that assumption that everyone in government is, is anti-bitcoin. Um, just like we see different states, different countries, you know, some are more for, some are more against. Uh, the same thing is happening within actual governments, uh, where you you know you're starting to see some politicians speak very highly about Bitcoin, and then of course you have you know other politicians who, who you know who are against it and and want nothing to do with it. So. And, you know, look, I mean, the financial is a good example of that, right? You have a guy like Jamie Dimon who doesn't really understand Bitcoin and it still, you know, comes out and, and makes all these negative, you know, comments about Bitcoin. And then you have people like Ray Dalio who was, you know, maybe five years ago, didn't really believe in Bitcoin and now is starting to warm up to to how it solves a lot of issues uh, in the current monetary system. So I think game theory is, is also an important factor here.
1: Uh, Trinity,
6: go ahead. Hello, uh, thank you for having me on, uh, Adam. I have seen your podcast on YouTube, and um, I'm I'm happy I get to catch you here. And so I had a question: If you had to do it all over again, would you be a person that practices opsec? Like, like would you not have a podcast? Not, uh, you know, not be a person that that people know. Is like um, an O.G. having Bitcoin, or would you say it hasn't affected your life? Because uh, the the this is my first year, and I talked to my family and friends. But the further I go down the rabbit hole and understand what really Bitcoin is, and to your point, not everybody's going to get on board. And I still would like the people I love to hold hard money, but the less I learn, I mean, the more I learn about it, the less. I'm interested in evangelizing to like strangers or the cashier and things like that. So my question is about OPSEC. Do you feel, you know, you would do it all the same or do you feel like you would just be an anonymous person? Thank you.
0: That is a great question. And there's two different pieces of it. Um, I would improve, uh, my storage of the Bitcoin and my listing of addresses publicly and, uh, you know, maybe where I got it from and, uh, just, I, I would have gone about, uh, yeah, I would have, de- in terms of buying and storage and, 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 and making certain addresses public certain ones I, I made, there were mistakes along the way. De- definitely some mistakes that, uh, cannot be undone. And, uh, if someone, I mean, if <laughs> there was a time there, there was, there was someone on one of my YouTube shows, I'm not even going to say when it was somebody basically figured out almost like how many I had. I mean, the, 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 it was, it was unbelievable. So I made some, uh, some address mistakes and, and publicly listing it. So it, that, that's a really important upset thing, you know, that's a, but in terms of being a, a, a public figure and, you know, preaching it, I I I, w- I wouldn't have changed anything at all. Um, be, be, because it's I I yeah you, know, you meet a lot of people this way, and I love meeting people face to face and and you know being Adam Meister and uh, you know and and just showing that I'm the same guy in person as I am on, on the uh, on the internet and everything. And uh, I'm a, I'm a social guy. I'm I'm definitely a social guy. So I would I would have not, I wouldn't have had an anonymous name or not shown my face. I would have done that all the same, but there, there's a lot of things I would have done differently in terms of, uh, so I, I <laughs> if you haven't bought your first Bitcoin yet, uh, and, and just, you know, be as private as possible about buying the Bitcoin. And uh, definitely, and, you know, there was like, there was a time I said, uh, that on one show a long time ago, I said how many Bitcoin I had and, you know, doing things like that that I would not do again. <laughs> that, that was a, uh, that was a little ridiculous. And, uh, but, but, but in terms of just being, I, I, I want to be me. I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud. I'm proud that I got into this early. And I think it sets an example that, Hey, you know, I, I was just a, a dude in Baltimore being a crazy partier in Baltimore. And I turned it into like uh, a, a complete, lifestyle change of just traveling the world and talking about this, uh, magical internet money. Uh, so, and I, I want to inspire other people to, to talk to their friends and to, to, to get out there and, and because Bitcoin does need marketing. Um, but if you are uncomfortable about being public, then yeah, don't be, you know, you, you, you can just hide your face and everything. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing. Everybody's different. Not everybody's as social as, and, and people have jobs. I mean, I've been work. I've been working for myself, Longer than you know, I've owned Bitcoin for, so I couldn't get canceled or fired, you know, for the videos that I made. So I mean, I was I was also in a, in a unique uh, position there where where I already worked for myself. You know, I encourage people to get into the position that I was in then to you know get enough economic freedom so you don't have to worry about being canceled or fired by your boss, or or whatever. But I that that's that's an excellent question, and uh, so it, it's there's definitely two prongs to it. And But I would just – they would still be the Bitcoin Meister uh, no, no matter what. But you, you just – no one would be able to figure out how many Bitcoin the Bitcoin Meister had. <laughs> that, that, that would be a, a big difference had, uh, to, if, if I had to do things over Thank again. You.
6: And 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 I'm not, I'm not um, anonymous. This uh, is just a meme that Yellow made for me. But the reason I asked is my mom has gotten me four Bitcoin shirts. And I was walking down in my neighborhood and someone actually asked me about Bitcoin
0: because of the clothing that she keeps buying me. But thank you. Well, that's awesome. Your mom is doing a good thing there. I mean, that that's what the t-shirts are really for. I have like over, like, I don't know. I, I've been given like over 60 t-shirts. And if, I mean, you see, if people watch my shows, I wear like a different one every single darn day. And and that I, I wish people would ask me about Bitcoin. Would I? A few people have, uh, there's a guy at the TSA, you know, that was patting me down. I, I had my Bitcoin shirt on. He asked me about it. So uh, that that's a little bit of marketing people can do. And you're you are still somewhat, a not, I mean, if you wear a Bitcoin shirt and just people still Stop you on the street. They don't know who you are. They don't know your name or anything like that. So that's a that's a great way. to So I think your mom's doing a great thing. Get get your Bitcoin Bitcoin T shirts. Good job, mom. Good job. Good job. Shout out to Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. <laughs> uh, tell you what, Adam Meister has has uh, has saved me a lot of
7: money. Because back in the day, I used to think I could time the market. And then I think it was late 2013 into 2014, I started paying attention to Adam Meister and gave up on all the the altcoins and all the trading and trying to time the Bitcoin market and all this nonsense and just started buying and holding Bitcoin. And I'll tell you, it's still early, Adam. You said you were early. It's still early right now. And so I think a small fraction of people around the world are in Bitcoin, maybe 1% total out of like 6 billion people that have phones or whatever the number is. And so I think everybody is still really early, fun times. I'm just, I'm just saying, hey folks, stack, stack Bitcoin as fast as you can. This is a race at this point to get as much as you can, stack it up, and have it at different addresses. You you spread it around a little bit. You do a little security. You know, study up on all that. But bottom line is, just stack it. Just get just get yourself some Bitcoin. Get yourself a good stream of income and plow as much of that as you can into Bitcoin. That's what I'm doing, and so um, I, I think it's a I think it's a good play. And I'd like to hear Adam's comments on that.
0: Well, first of all, when Craig's Ship is in the house, you know it's time to freaking party. He brings the hottest ladies to the fricking party. If anyone's ever seen, uh, the, the hula hoop, uh, da- dancing, uh, b- b- Brie, on uh, uh, Twitter, he, that's a friend of his. That's it. He makes those videos. I have met talking about OPSEC. Craig has met me in person. He's at an undisclosed location but a, a, a undisclosed location that I have been to before. And he brings up the point that yeah, it's still early, but dude, I was hanging out with Craig ship in 2017 at his undisclosed location. And it was super early then because once Michael Saylor bought Bitcoin, uh, for MicroStrategy in, uh, when well, it's been 14 months ago, whenever it was 11, 13 months ago. Um, we weren't super early anymore. Uh, that when a mate, when fortune, uh, when when publicly traded companies are putting it in their treasury, it's not super early anymore. But it is still early. I mean, you you got to make one of those uh, one of those uh, graphs uh, like the, the the IQ graph there. Okay, we're, we're, we're the bell curve. We we were at the before Michael Saylor bought the, the the Bitcoin. We were still super early. Now now it's it's but it's still early. you still have a chance. As Craig has mentioned, I mean, again, I knew Craig. He he remembers when I was telling people, just buy twenty one of them, buy twenty. And again, if you bought twenty one of them, like people did, you would be a millionaire now. And it was much easier to buy twenty one when I was saying to buy twenty one when they were like four hundred dollars or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's and and to to not get this, you know, I, I call it the altcoin flavor of the month. Most people who are new to the space. They see all these, they don't understand that these things come and go. I have seen so many altcoin flavors of the month come and go. The top 10 uh, from 2013 to now on coin market cap, it changes all the time. You're you, you They're telling you that IOTA there was a time IOTA was going to be, do any of you even know what IOTA is now? Probably not. I mean, it's a nonsense coin. Okay. Uh, you dash so many of these things you, there are so many shiny distractions out there. You got to focus. You got my sayings aren't just sayings. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Litecoin isn't the next Bitcoin. IOTA isn't the next Bitcoin. Ripple isn't the next. They are all flavors of the month. So yeah. And then of course the glorification of trading that the, um, the, the the people with the the the, the most popular uh, well the most popular uh, content creators out there whether it be on Twitter or YouTube or, or podcasts or whatever are either they're traders or they're alt- or they talk about altcoins okay so that's another reason you know I'm not worried about my opsec. Because even though I've been around for a while, most people will never find out who I am anyway. They, they'll never hear about Adam Meister because most people are 80%ers who want the next big shiny coin or want to know how to ha- want to know how to gamble. <clears throat> I mean, want to know how to trade, and so they'll never find me. So I will be a not. I, I mean, <laughs> there's a certain level of uh, anonymity that I will that I will will have in in terms of uh, you know I won't become a, a super duper famous uh, person ever because I'm boring Bitcoin Adam. But boring Bitcoin, the tortoise freaking wins the race big time, dude. I mean, big time. I, I I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm retired, dudes. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, there's when you trade, you I mean, there's no point. First of all, it trades in the United States and hardly anyone talks about it. It is a tax event. It triggers short-term capital gains taxes. So if you if you trade like 100 times a day for a, a, a month in a row, you've, I mean, you've got a tax nightmare going on. Why complicate things? Be the tortoise. Hold your Bitcoin. It isn't shiny. And, and you can't, I mean, you can't, I mean, it's not, it's not like craziness or anything like that. But in the long run, you'll be able to live any type of crazy lifestyle you want to if you just do the boring buy and hold, and that's what Craig Ship believes in and loves to to retweet things about that with his his buddy uh, Bree and everything. So 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 follow him on Twitter and follow uh, Bree uh, of course too. Adam, real quick, I got to give you
7: one example of why it's so early right now. Uh, you, you, you know the, the, the guy that uh, calls himself Mr. Wonderful anyway yeah. he's talking about putting watches collectible watches on the blockchain. I mean you know it is so early people that should know better are talking about all this silliness of how they're going to use quote blockchains and you, you, you don't you can't have more than one blockchain. It, it cost a tremendous amount of money to secure Bitcoin, the miners and all around the world. Nobody is going to generate that much hash power to on some other blockchain, quote, blockchain. So therefore, by definition, none of them are going to be secure, even if they were decentralized. And so it's such a joke to be talking about all these other use cases for blockchain when nobody can afford to spend one up so there's one there's bitcoin it's powerful it uses a ton of energy because that's what it takes to really be secure and decentralized and so this just tells us if these people
0: don't know this it tells us how early it actually is um yeah it's he, he, mr wonderful is uh i don't think i think he plays dumb on certain things too uh, that, that's another. We were talking about a game theory before. Some of these countries and people, their game theory is to like rag on Bitcoin so they can get it for cheaper. So sometimes, and someone mentioned Jamie Dimon. I'm still not convinced that Jamie Dimon doesn't own Bitcoin. I I think. Part of his thing might be just to, to to say it's horrible. So he, because people in his company buy it, his company is involved with it and here and there. You know, it's such a mega company. Of course, they're going to be involved with it. Um, so yeah, you know, Mr. Wonderful is still saying things like it sounds like he's coming out of 2016. But I mean, the bottom line is that, right, I, I'm going to stick with it not being super early is because we, you know, when Tesla, when MicroStrategy, they're taking a lot of Bitcoin off the market. So I mean, there's a, uh, there's, there's an exclusivity factor here. There's a scarcity factor that was not involved, that we were not involved, that didn't happen, didn't, didn't occur back, back you know, two years ago. There's not as much, you know, there is more Bitcoin being created every day at a slower pace every four years, of course. May the 2024 halving get here soon. But uh, strong hand, 2024 halving. Remember, don't sell. Um, but uh, no, there's, there's definitely, uh, you know, that... It's kosher for these corporations to buy it now. And so there's a lot of people that are getting beaten out by these corporations. So thus, it's not super early. There was a time I used to say it all the time, you know, buy it right now, buy it before these corporations do buy it before these corporations do. I I can't say that anymore because I could say b- before most corporations do, of course. I could still say buy before this country does, although El Salvador claims that it is buying uh, Bitcoin for its treasury. But, um, uh, you know, we are going to get to a point where major countries are going to announce they bought it for their treasury. And then, it, I mean, will you still be able to say it's early then? I mean, or will it be moderate then? I mean, I don't know what you'll be able to classify. But we, we're one day closer to, a, a you know, a bigger country than El Salvador making an announcement that they bought it for their treasury. We're one day closer to that. And uh, so don't be the person that buys after that. Don't be the person that buys after, uh, you know, Greece has announced that they, 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 they're buying Bitcoin or that, uh, you know, France has announced that they, they, they are buying Bitcoin for, for their treasury. Somebody was raising their hand. Should I, should I, I get to pick people too. I, I, am so yeah, unfamiliar. Yeah, go for it. Uh, good vi- This, this, I hope I didn't skip anyway. I'm so sorry. Wait, how do I pick? pick good, good vibes. Speak. You you were raising your hand. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, hey. Sorry. I
8: just wanted to ask you a quick question. Uh, your thoughts on um, uh, cold storage versus exchange? Uh, where to keep the coins? Obviously, it's going to be cold storage, I believe. And then, like, is there a specific uh, uh,
1: cold wallet you uh,
0: you think is the best? Yes. Do do not keep it in an exchange. Do not keep it in a third party. The United States government. Can say you're an insurrectionist, a terrorist, or whatever, they go to that third party. Even Coinbase is insured. You know, you, people say me, tell me all the time, oh Adam, you know, of course I keep it at Coinbase. It's insured. If they got hacked, they would pay me. And indeed, probably if they got hacked, they would pay you back. But also, if Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whoever went to the Coinbase and said, you know, this Adam Meister dude, he's uh he knew someone who was uh picking their nose in front of the uh, Capitol on January 6th, he shouldn't be able to hold Bitcoin at Coinbase anymore. They would give it up to them in in an instant. They would follow. So most people people say, oh, I'm not a terrorist. I'm not this. I'm not that. No, 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 no. You you don't. don't. These these corporations that are, and, and Coinbase is a publicly traded company. They have to follow so many rules and regulations. So whatever the government tells them to do with any of their customers' holdings, they're going to do. So even the ones that are insured up the yin yang and same with Gemini, whatever it might be, all these ones that put on all these happy faces and everything. And, you know, the CEO of, uh, of Coinbase, I like him. I like the CEO of Coinbase, Brian. I mean, he stood up to woke culture, but still, if he gets an order from the United States government saying you're holding money of a terrorist, they will give up that Bitcoin to the United States government, so no, please control your own private key. The other reason to control your own private key is when there are forks and airdrops, you get to collect Bitcoin. You and you get or, or you get to collect whatever altcoin they're going to give you. Okay, and I call them crypto dividends. Okay, and Coinbase is still involved in a lawsuit, I believe, where um, back in 2017, a, a, a fork of Bitcoin came out that was called Bitcoin Gold. I call it B Gold. And they never gave people their B-gold. To this day, they never gave people their B-gold. It's basically, it's not worth very much now, but at a time, it was worth 5% of a Bitcoin. So had people, for a little short time, people could have gotten that free free crypto dividend and turned it into Bitcoin. Um, Most people out there do not understand that if you control your own private key, you get interest on your Bitcoin, okay? Most people don't think it's a productive asset. It is a productive asset because of forks and airdrops. But if you're keeping your Bitcoin in a third party, most of them have it written into their policy. They will not give you the fork or the airdrop. They will not, and so you cannot sue them. So back in the day, Coinbase didn't have that written in or something. So that's why there was was a lawsuit with that one. But uh, that's another reason you do not keep it at some third party because in in the fine print, you're not going to be able to get that airdrop. You're not going to be able to get that fork. Um, and is it easy to get the airdrops and the forks? Some no. Sometimes it's very difficult. Sometimes with these airdrops, it's it's quite easy though, and it's quite profitable. And uh, many people I know have done very very well with these crypto dividends. So what what wallet do I like? I like the Trezor. The, I, I like the Trezor. I think the Trezor is the best. Um, the I, I, I've heard you know I, I I played around with a lot of them. I played around with the uh, what's the other one called uh, the the French one the uh, uh, like well, I can't even think of its name right now. They, uh, what, the, what do you say? Ledger. Yeah, ledger. I don't know. I I, I drew a blank for some reason. Um, the ledger is good too, but I've gotten more complaints about the ledger than the treasurer. I've had more people have heart attack moments with the ledger than the than with the treasurer. And um, I, you know, I, I I there's 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 some old ledgers that are really cool. The H1W, I think it was called. It's, I don't know if they even sell it anymore, but it's, it's kind of, a, you know, there's fun things you can do with certain ones, but the, the Trezor, uh, in my, if, if for, for your main squeeze, I would have the Trezor. It's good to have more than one of these darn things though. So when you get that heart attack moment, um, you know that you have someone on another one. And if you, if you don't know what the heart attack moment is, um, it's when you, yeah. <laughs> yeah you think you've lost everything but you really haven't you're not looking or you you're, you're, you're requested to do something you've never had to do before like uh download some uh, uh, new new uh new what's it called uh, software onto the it's not software it's a firmware onto the onto the device uh, there can be some scary moments with this thing and so you know to cut down on the scary moments instead of having uh you know 10 Bitcoin on all your 10 Bitcoin on one Trezor, you have it uh, split, you know, three on a Trezor, three on this ledger, four on this other Trezor or something like that. Um, so that, that's another recommendation. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of darn money at this point. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, even if you own two Bitcoin, I've said, you know, why? But right now it's over a hundred thousand dollars. You keep, you know, $60,000 here, $60,000 there. It it's, <laughs> This is a one-time insurance policy. I want to remind everyone. Some people are like, oh, they're $150, they're $100, they're $200. It's a one-time insurance policy. How much a month do you pay on insurance on your house? I mean, it's over $100 now, I think. I don't own a house anymore. But when I owned a house, it was it was over $100 a month I would pay on in, in, in insurance. It's a one-time insurance plan. So spend you know two hundred, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars for a, a couple uh, or three or four devices, and that's it. That's your one-time insurance plan. And uh, so yeah, that that's I, I prefer Trezor over over the others. And please, yeah, hard hardware wallets over third parties. Uh, you know th- these trusted third parties any day of the week. If,
1: uh, Bree, I uh, think you had your hand up. Yes, this is Brita Dance. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um,
9: (laughs) Thank you, Adam, for all you do. Um, And everyone here on this space, I think everybody has their own insights and own great opinions. Um, But yeah, I think that Bitcoin has a great um, future. I mean, I think below a hundred thousand dollars it's a good enough discount um i think people just keep saying that it's too expensive or something and i'm like no just just buy now hold it um you're gonna probably thank all the guys like adam meister um like Craig ship like um like corey um all these bitcoiners here um and michael sailors too of course. Um, but yeah, you, you guys should
0: just... Um, i got a question for you. I, I want you to say, well, wait, this is who I was talking about beforehand. She did the dance from for Michael Saylor. It, was it the Michael Saylor one that went viral? Was that the one that went Which one went viral? Yeah. Yeah,
9: Ooh. Michael Saylor, um, blah, blah, blah.
0: Okay, so she's more than just a pretty face, dudes. Much more. She First of all, you're born in like 1999 or 2000. I wonder, I wonder, it's something like that. You're, Ninety, yeah, 1999. You're so young. And so you are saying buy and hold, you don't have this impulsive mentality. So You've been talking about this, the buy and hold, for, for, for quite some time here as a, as a person in their early freaking 20s. There are very few people that, that could do something like that. So this is not an age yeah, thing I'm either. I'm
6: not going to mess
9: with
0: all or trading or any, or any of that crap. <laughs> I'm just buying and holding. So, the, so no excuses for the young people who are like, I got to live the veto you know, freaking loca. She, you know, right now, mo- most people who are, are born around there, they don't know savings, savings account. You know, it was, it was my grandmother who, who passed away a year ago, God bless her a blessed memory. She knew savings accounts and like the modern world doesn't know about savings accounts. Bitcoin is the savings account for the freaking golden age. And it is amazing that young people like Brie actually can use it that way instead of gambling with it as, as most people do. So I give you all the credit in the world and yeah, people, people check her out again. There are few women in the space and that's just, I mean, just that's life. Um, but it happens. More and more will join it, and everyone, everyone can join. Can be a, she is a freaking marketer of Bitcoin. We need more marketing people. Do not be intimidated to join this space if you're not technically sophisticated. I cannot stress that enough because I think a lot of technically sophisticated people scare marketing people away, and thus we have a scarcity of marketing people. And think that marketing is like a plague. It, you know, to to do what she did and market it in a unique way. It woke people up. Everyone can contribute in their own way, and the beautiful thing is, if you don't like her dancing, you can't take away her Bitcoin. It is unconfiscatable, and so you, you bring a unique. Uh, you, I say, you know, be a unique beast, uh, Bree. You you are definitely definitely a unique beast, and since it's mostly guys here, they they probably so they would probably love to see you dance also in, in this stuff. But you're you're much more than a dancer. You are a marketer and you got a really strong hand for someone who's born in 19 freaking 99 and uh savings account that's another someone asked what bitcoin is it is a it is a new fangled savings account for the golden age
9: yeah i just love promoting bitcoin um I've, I've gotten some more clothes with some bitcoin on it and my logo and i just i just love spreading the word about bitcoin and hopefully the young the young generation can know
0: about this yeah well you you're there to wake them up hopefully hopefully all right who's uh, who's oh we got a wait wait, is good vibes holding their hand up again yeah let's let me let me check that out
4: yeah just another quick
8: question how much bitcoin do you think uh holding Today, twenty twenty one is enough for say a uh, individual five ten years down the road. If that's how yes. you know, some some people are gauging
0: it. Yes, uh, I would. I have told people through the years. Besides me saying these specific numbers here and there, you know, if you own ten in twenty fifteen, I said if you own ten bitcoin, you're part of the elite. And of course, if you owned, uh, that was a good idea. But the one thing that's I've been consistent about is this: you're got to make a decision for yourself. And now because of inflation, I might have to alter this. But what I would say was, you want to have a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Decide for yourself, what, how much Bitcoin do I need to, to have a million dollars worth of Bitcoin? How, mu- how much do I need and, and when will that be? Now I would say, you know, decide, you know, what is, how many Bitcoin do I need to have two million dollars worth of Bitcoin? Because the way inflation is going right now, a millionaire isn't a millionaire anymore. It, it's sad. I mean, to be to be like an elite millionaire, like we used to think, an elite, you're gonna to have to have at least like two million dollars. So I just get into the mindset of saying, like, let me let me think for myself and make some calculations in my head. What is it gonna to take to have two million dollars worth of Bitcoin, and when will that when will that be, and uh, you know, and, and and how how attainable is it? So it, it's like, and I can't. Everyone's got a different everyone's definitely got a different opinion on it right now um and i don't know if bitcoin one bitcoin will ever be a million dollars some people are going to say well i only need to buy one bitcoin then because eventually one bitcoin will be two million dollars well if that if you believe that then yeah all you need is one freaking bitcoin but um some people might not not believe that if you think well the best bitcoin it could be is a is hundred thousand dollars and uh, you need you need 20 freaking bitcoin but uh i i i do know it's 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 going to get to the six digit realm it's it's going to get to $100,000. But what I, want to, what I want to warn people about is, you know, we're very happy that we got to this new all-time high of $66,000. I wouldn't be surprised if the low of the next cycle is $66,000, that we drop to $66,000 pe- or $60,000 even, and people are going to be very panicky when that happens. It's like, it might drop from like $150,000 or $300,000 to $60,000. A lot of people would be really depressed then, but just put it in perspective right now. Get ready for that. You're pretty darn happy that when it was 66,000 the other day. So get ready psychologically for it to to get to be like 300, but it for it to drop back to 66. But again, uh, just I guess cal- calculate on your own um, wh- what how many Bitcoin do you need to have two million dollars worth of Bitcoin, and that's how many Bitcoin you need. But I think if you have if you have two million dollars worth of Bitcoin, you are you're, you're in pretty good darn shape uh, no matter what. I gotta talk about that? Well wait, wait, wait. Let me let the Richard's holding his hand up, so let me let me let's get him. Okay,
5: go. go,
8: go. I, um, I just wanted to say, like, all the talk about the price and everything. The bottom line is this, if you're new to Bitcoin bitcoin is your savings account yeah. if you work and you need money to put aside to save risk-free bitcoin is that asset fiat pro- fiat money is programmed to debase It is going to lose value it is guaranteed to lose value it will continue to lose value at a more rapid rate over the next decade bitcoin will increase in value because it's designed to do the opposite it's programmed to do the opposite it is the hardest money on earth there is nothing There's nothing better. There's no better asset to own. That's the bottom line. All this talk about facing the price, you know, you know, strong hands. If you just do the math and run the numbers, they have no choice, but to print more money and Bitcoin is your protection. So if you are working, the money you have set, set aside for yourself to save, put it in Bitcoin and keep putting it in Bitcoin. That's
0: all there is to it. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't have said it better myself. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. It is. It, there's no point in having a bunch of fiat sitting in the bank getting 0.01% interest or whatever it is. It's insane because the inflation is destroying you um, right there. Another aspect of this is Bitcoin is a new
8: paradigm. It, is, it, is, it has properties of money that we have never seen in human history that is so under underspoken it's it is so underappreciated because it gets so much fun from the media but there's a reason it keeps going up despite it being attacked by everybody who doesn't understand well it's it's it's, it is superior money it is a superior financial asset it is the digital form of money as digital uh as as, you know as social media has uh digitized everything in your life has as big tech has digitized everything, made things for them to make things cheaper, and they cost more to you. Bitcoin is that balance that fixes that, that
0: imbalance. Uh, you, you're uh, right to say that it is a new paradigm and that people don't talk about that aspect, but the reason they don't talk about that aspect is because it's it's an abstraction that many people cannot understand. Okay, we m- most people just uh, th- they want their Dogecoin and you know smoke their weed. Okay, I mean so there's there's certain complexities that aren't going to be talked about. But yeah, I, I would agree with you that it is uh, the best money ever created and it is it is a new paradigm. But to to, to delve deep into that. Um, we could do that in on this space or whatever with intelligent people around and everything, but the like, mainstream media is not. Should be stayed, though. You know, like when when people, you know,
8: they, we get in. The, I hear these chats a lot, and I listen to these spaces a lot, and a lot of people talk about the price, and they forget about the underlying, the underlying properties of what makes good money, and Bitcoin is the superior money. That's really all there is to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, the the superiority aspect of it. Um, you know, you, you could just leave it with a uh, you know, all all the fiats are going to be inflated out of existence, basically. And this one doesn't. This is this is a strict limit. It's it's the rule that the twenty one. And that's amazing. one one of the attacks that Bitcoin is going to have on it. And you you could see it coming a mile away. It's it's unfair that they're only going to be twenty one million of it. That's like the best part of it, okay? That was one of the reasons I was attracted to it in the beginning—that it couldn't be inflated. But Correct. there's the, s- the
8: monetary, monetary, mo- modern monetary theorists will say deflation is bad. We can't have deflation. Yes, you can. You, you just can't have deflation in your. You can have deflation in your money. You just can't have deflation in your
0: production. The, the, M- the MMT people—the th- the glorious thing about Bitcoin is that when the MMT people really gather up steam and say we need an MMT Bitcoin they can just fork it off and see which one wins and we'll get their free MMT Bitcoin whatever it is 42 million Bitcoin well, that's, that's yeah yeah well that, that's great that that's that's fine that's that's it's a free freaking market and right. that's why it's a new that's that's part of the reason this is a new paradigm that people could just create a new coin off of Bitcoin, and they can pretend it's Bitcoin, but it's not Bitcoin. The market will decide. And uh, yeah, let's continue, Richard. You're 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 a good dude. You got a lot of passion for this thing, man. No, but that's the correct. That's
8: the correct thing. Like all the altcoins are are they they are just modern monetary theory versions of crypto. Like they're of Bitcoin. But they can't replicate the properties of Bitcoin. They can't replicate its network effects. They can't replicate how secure it is, how immutable it is, how nation states are adopting it, how you know big banks are seeing the this, this, this thing they're going to have to own this thing. You know that, that you know anybody well with wealth in the world is seeing their money lose value, and they can't just keep inflating real estate in different in different places on Earth like everybody on earth needs property rights and bitcoin provides
0: that yes yeah you i mean you, you've you've got a beautiful grasp uh, of the situation here. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't care about, I, I say one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin on my show. I don't worry about the price. I don't, um, I, I, I know it's always one day closer to an all time high anyway. And it's just, I've been through this a lot, but again, most people, it is, it is money. So one of the first yeah, things, the price, one, one of the first things people are always going to ask about is always, always going to be about, definitely about the price. And, uh, well, well, well thank you much. So. Um, you want me to talk about, uh, John, you want me to bring out the, uh, 21. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring up the, uh, 210,000 block theory here real quick. Um, I, I, was taught this, uh, back in 2018, you can take any moment, uh, in Bitcoin history, like right now and subtract 210,000 blocks, which is roughly four years or roughly, uh, or, or, or 46 months. That's even, that's even better. And Bitcoin, the fiat price in terms of dollars is more uh, now than it was 46 You can pick any moment in time. And that the 210,000 block cycle is, you know, that that is the halving cycle. Every 210,000 blocks, um, Bitcoin, uh, the, the amount of new Bitcoin produced by the miners is, is cut in half. Uh, so it's, if and you're, it's not, if, if you're. Not just that.
8: Bitcoin miners are going public and they could borrow money at 0% interest mine
0: more, bit, buy more miners, mine more Bitcoin yeah. and hold it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so, that, that, that's part of the reason, but I I'm just trying to keep it simple for everyone yeah, there. But because you're, you're talking about the savings account. And this is what I want to say. You treat it as a 210,000 block savings account based on the theory, based on what has been the precedent that has been set. So coincidentally enough, 210,000 blocks ago was when big famously in 2017, when Bitcoin got real close to twenty. $1,000. So a lot of people were, were after that a crash after that. Oh, it'll never get back to 20. Well, sure enough, 210,000 blocks later, we, we laugh at $20,000. So, so what, what i what I'm trying to say here is if you buy Bitcoin now, don't be impulsive, forget about it for 210,000 blocks, forget about it for 46 months, forget about it for four years. And if, if the pattern continues, you, it will be worth more in terms of fiat in 210,000 blocks. That so that's the 210,000 block theory. I want and so you everyone can go to CoinMarketCap and play this little game and and pick any point in time in Bitcoin's hip, history and subtract 210,000 blocks or add 210,000 blocks or you know do it even rougher than that. Yeah, you know subtract 4 years, add 4 years and you'll see it's it's worth it's worth more 4 years later. Just so that that's 210,000 block theory which I I do do, do discuss on my show Again, remember, people. I'm TechBalt on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. You're seeing me at my other account right now, my, my Baltimore account, I guess. Uh, but uh, look up Adam Meister on YouTube. You've watched my videos, uh, dis- disruptmeister.com. If you don't know me, uh, and of course, I'm part of CoinBeast with John. So uh, and and everybody over John's Jonathan. Everybody over there is doing great stuff at CoinBeast, trying to just spread the bit the pure brick Bitcoin world word over there at CoinBeast. They're really building a good thing up there in Canada, baby. Pound that like button. All right, who who else do we got here? Who else got a question? I, Matt, you had your hand up a while ago. I don't know if we had answered that question or if you um, if we've if we've moved on from the topic.
4: No, no, I was just gonna. I think it's been covered, but I've I got a few questions about you know the, the fiat currency itself, the financial system that we're in now how well it's basically debasing my money and how it's inflating as much as it is now you know once the bitcoin standard you know comes into fruition how does that work in terms of you know bitcoin having a cap and i heard someone saying it's deflationary um eventually will be deflationary um a few questions i just want to ask is you know how does it work with the Bitcoin halving cycles and also another thing as well when nations start competing for mining power, you know, how is that going to go forward in the future um, with multiple nations competing for that mining power itself? And, you know, I've heard China has tried the 51 attacks and stuff like that. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm not really on the understanding side of all of that.
8: Well, first of all, first of all, they already are competing for mining power. that's that's already happening um china made a big mistake banning it um and i think they're starting to see their mistake they thought that it would have a huge negative consequence on the price of bitcoin and it hasn't and i think they're seeing that um but the entire the 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 beauty of the game theory aspect of this is when nation states start competing bitcoiners win and it's almost an inevitable aspect how it happens during hyper bitcoinization what what the end result is whether everybody's denominating their local sovereign inner country currency as bitcoin and stats, or whether they have their own sovereign independent currency within their nation that's backed by bitcoin doesn't change that fact um as far as the uh as far as the uh the based blocks um Luke, are you there? You want to answer that? The the, the what was it? The coinbase blocks, the happy. Oh, the the, the happy
3: cycles. I might partner this. I might partner this. I go over that? I think like we were about to start talking about the
8: two hundred well, uh, and ten thousand. blocks. Is- in asked about the Matt asked about the happy cycles. That's why I asked you to. <laughs>
4: Yeah, if yeah, we just touch control. on the uh, halving cycles, that'd be amazing. And then we can go into the two hundred and ten blocks. I just don't really understand the
3: halving cycles themselves. So every two hundred and ten thousand blocks, um, the reward of Bitcoin that's paid to the miners is cut in half. So the miners secure the network and they batch all the transactions together into blocks every ten minutes, and the the fee that they get paid for um, putting those transactions into blocks gets cut in half every 210,000 blocks, which is about every four years. So for the first four years of Bitcoin, every single time a miner put a block onto the Bitcoin blockchain, which happens about every 10 minutes, those miners would get paid 50 Bitcoins for every block. And then 210,000 blocks later, or about four years later, that got cut in half, so that's the halving. So then miners were, instead of getting paid 50 Bitcoin each block, they got paid 25 Bitcoin. And the same thing happened 210,000 blocks after that in 2016. Um, the mining reward got cut down to 12.5. And the same thing happened again in 2020. That mining reward got cut down to 6.25 Bitcoin uh, per block that the miners added onto to the Bitcoin blockchain. So does that create scarcity in the Bitcoin market itself? Because what well, I've heard, I heard down the line in another space that someone said that the difficulty of mining gets harder and harder as the cycles go by. I can take another stab if you want me to. Uh, essentially, the more hash power that joins the Bitcoin network, the higher the difficulty adjustment is. So essentially, somebody. So essentially, as the price of Bitcoin rises. More and more miners want to join the network and mine that Bitcoin because it's very, very profitable to mine the Bitcoin. So the mining power rises. And that means as the mining power rises and rises, that means the miners are mining blocks quicker than 10 minutes. So that kind of throws up a little bit of a spanner in the works um, because blocks should be produced every 10 minutes. But that's where Bitcoin has that magic uh, difficulty adjustment built into it so every two weeks there's another adjustment that goes on in the bitcoin network and that's the difficulty adjustment so if miners if lots of hash power joins the bitcoin network and they're mining blocks faster than the 10 minute average that it should be uh producing blocks at the difficulty adjustment will actually rise up higher making it harder for miners to find the blocks and that's where you get that average Uh, 10-minute block time for Bitcoin. It's only
8: an average, so it varies. it it fluctuates a lot. Um, It should be noted that like this is just the layer one, you know, monetary policy of how Bitcoin works. So like if a country decides to adopt it like El Salvador or even another country, they could build their own inner network and use the Bitcoin they have and program it to set up their own little wallets, you know, and connect it to the layer one network. So, like, it, it, this is just the, the beginning. It's just a base layer protocol?
4: So, what what is layer one, layer two, layer three? When people make these references to layers, what what exactly does that mean? Um, and I'll let me take a stab here with the uh, you know the great guy Swan um, explained
1: this to me really well. He said that um, layer one is the internet is what the internet is. So you know the the, um, H, uh, you know, with the, with the, I'm sorry, T-T-I-P. yeah, T-T-T-I-P. Thank you, because I've had a couple beers, so I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait a minute, HTTC something. Um, yeah, no, so the IP is, um, the base layer of the internet, and that is what everything is built upon. So you don't go to multiple internets, um, you go to the internet, um, on top of that, email is a second layer, um, and you know like a, a web browsers internet explorer safari you know brave or you know chrome whatever you use that's another layer on top if and then the third case. layers, third layers would be kind of considered like your your
4: home or your office network that connects to the internet but you have a uh, internet network that shares files together so as all these layers are getting added, surely that makes all of these other projects and coins irrelevant because, you know, with the development of Lightning, it really, from what I can see, it makes a lot of other coins irrelevant. Is that sort of what, what you mean when you say layers as well?
8: Yes. It, it, like this is what people don't understand about Bitcoin, that it's programmable money. That, you know, once all the Bitcoin is mined, it's not over. Like it doesn't stop working. You know, it it just, it, it, uh, evolves into a a much wider, more dynamic system where, you know, different, different bitcoins are are being exchanged on different layers and it 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 becomes an entire global ecosystem. But, you know, it's all based on the base layer of of mining and the layer one security of that, of the entire network, which, which kicks off the foundation for it. So unlike um, Ethereum, because I heard Ethereum did what's called a hard fork, and they don't allow you to go back on previous versions of Ethereum itself. Um, is that a possibility with Bitcoin, or is that something that would have to be a vote for the majority to hard fork something like Bitcoin? You can hard fork Bitcoin, but like it, everybody wouldn't go along with it. So like, um, when Ethereum did a hard fork to reverse the DAO tag, they they forced everybody to go along with it by the you know telling making all the nodes that, you know the majority of the nodes on the network go with the fork that they created to reverse the hack. If that makes
4: sense. And so that's a surefire sign if something's being hard forked it's not really
8: decentralized. Yeah. Correct. If something can if you can hard fork a network and force everybody to go along with it, you're not decentralized. And all this stuff that doesn't run on proof of work is not decentralized. Proof of work was the founding, the, the discovery of Bitcoin that uh, created the consensus mechanism to allow to keep it decentralized and the you know to, to determine which transactions get approved and which don't. Proof of work is the discovery that allowed that to happen in a decentralized manner without with everybody's consensus aligning correctly. So like well
4: you've got my
8: following now. With man. that
4: you got my following now. You you really explain things quite uh clearly.
8: And like so when you think about proof of stake, you know Ethereum wants to stick to proof of you switch to proof of stake, well that just means they want to become more of a fiat system, you know, where the you know the biggest bag holders are the ones who make the rules of the network. Bitcoin's rules are
4: uh, are, are enforced by the nodes, and anybody can run a node. There's ten thousand nodes running out around the world. You can set one so, up right um, now with a pie, you know, a Raspberry Pi in your house. So what you're saying is, if I was to run a node, I basically get a vote in what happens to Bitcoin itself. Unlike a centralized fiat
8: currency. Correct. You're using Bitcoin the way it's designed to be used, and you're empowering yourself. You know, you're empowering yourself. At the highest level you can in, within the Bitcoin network, you are giving yourself the vote to everybody. So that's why all Bitcoiners are saying "run a node." You know, it's you know that's how you're truly participating in the network. Well, no, so, Richard, I've noted our self door has
4: adopted, um, sorry, man, um, Bitcoin. I'm just wondering because I haven't kept updated on it. So I'm pretty sure 11 people have adopted it. Uh-huh. How how are they using that now? How are they actually using bitcoin and transacting it and buying things like i I like to call el salvador a testing ground for bitcoin really so i'm just not really
8: sure on how they're actually using it there well they're using it on layer two lightning for the for the most part you know when they gave out the 30 dollars of bitcoin to their to their citizens they 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 created a wallet and it was a lightning wallet you know it uses layer two um so their citizens can transact quicker more rapidly you know while layer two is, you know, is still in like layer two lightning is still in full development. There's 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 kinks to be worked out. Like El Salvador is the, the you know, an ideal testing ground for you know trial and error and fixing things on the lightning network, you know, that we've ever seen. So it's it's basically a, a testing of using it as a as a currency, you know, rather than a store of, uh, just a store of value, and you know it a.
5: It, it, the savings technology right so so they made it legal tender there but you know they could be using different wallet so they can be using stripe 2 or whatever um, or some other hot wallet or whatever that you know uses the lightning network but um you know so they were given thirty dollars to use this wallet you know which is great or whatever I mean or whatever um, but yeah it's, it's being used you look in Nigeria you look at other countries that that they're actually using it because out of necessity right uh, so it is being used to just a lot of people don't know yeah so like what he's saying is like if you're in el salvador and you
8: download the government chavo chavo wallet you know um you can and you have bitcoin on that lightning wallet you can send it to another lightning wallet if you want you know you can send it wherever you want you don't have to keep it on their government wallet
4: yeah isn't that kind of big that a whole nation has taken on um bitcoin already um the way i see it is if stuff like that sort of happening, just like when the internet first came out and the 1% knew about it before it exploded, I think. You know, looking at El Salvador and how that's going and how, you know, mining attacks or any ban of Bitcoin has failed in history so far, seems to me like uh, an internet 1% situation at the moment. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, here, here,
2: here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're Yeah, you're crushing it uh with your understanding there because it it really is i mean as far as the game theory goes i mean you know other countries are going to start going after it um you know when like uh, uh, this isn't my brain this was from preston pish and uh, many other people i've heard talk about how um they're in a race to debate their currency faster than the other ones um so all these countries are competing to get out now you have countries like el salvador who get like very poor treatment from the imf um and you know jack maulers had a great line jack maulers with the strike um was basically facilitating the lightning network down in el salvador he said you know all these people in el salvador operating on the dollar you know that was their currency was the dollar but whenever the the uh, stimulus checks went out none of them came down to el salvador so their currency got devalued to shit, and it didn't benefit them in any way. You know, I mean, it still sucks for the people in the U.S. to have these stimulus payments going out and money printing, but at least they got that money, you know. Um, so a lot of these countries that are basically stuck on the dollar, they could be like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm sick of you dicking me around, and, and I'm
8: done. I'm gonna adopt Bitcoin, and we're out. And there's 66 countries around the world right now that have been dollarized. And like, I remember Michael Saylor saying that like, if you if you've been dollarized, that means your currency is dead. It's been inflated out of existence, and you're dead. And they're basically you're on you're on life support on a ventilator, and they're just pumping you full of blood
5: like that. It, it, that's that's the situation they're in. It's they're hopeless. <laughs> It's like when the government here kind of nationalizes things. I think. <laughs> yeah. In a way, yes. Like, kind of, yeah. I just thought, yeah. But, yeah, sorry, very good. I think Adam um, really likes whenever the government
2: steps in and nationalizes. <laughs> yeah,
1: <you're>...
0: lovely. Lovely. <laughs> no, I, I will say, you know, if we're going to talk about dollarization and it being uh, you're dead already – I, I got to say the the countries that are dollarized uh, are in better situations than like the Venezuelas of the world. Uh, it, it's, it's better but to be. Huh? The reason
8: they're not is because they don't get any of the incentives of the money printing. We, they're the furthest
0: away from it. So every time the U.S. prints three trillion dollars for an infrastructure plan. I understand. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but it's the, these it's other yours. these other countries are basing their their currencies off of completely thin air completely yes, this, nothing. this is the reason you have so much immigration in the United yes, States. Yes. Yes. Because they're they're forced to come here and we're almost forced to let them here because we're we're you know, we're crushing them as their dollar apps, you, you know. You you are very smart to notice that that immigration calls right there. That is uh it's amazing. That's how, that's why we get to live so comfortably. I mean, we we have these these people all the people doing the dirty jobs right now are immigrants. I I see no native borns doing dirty dirty jobs anymore. It's it's unbelievable. So that that is a benefit of being the uh, world, world reserve uh, currency here. Everybody uh everybody is coming here uh for, for for the benefits of it all. Um well okay. What else were we gonna? Is anybody else got their hands uh, up? I like uh, seeing that Jim Morrison picture there. By the way, good good uh good good yes, good, 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 good 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 picture there. You're. You're up in you're up in Canada. I uh, I I assume you you said something about Canada. Uh, I think. Uh, all right. Uh, what else do we have? Is, is somebody want, wanted me to say something or uh, any other well, quick? Well, we did want to bring up the ETF too. I mean, what do you think of? Oh the my ETF lord! Up? All right. Here's my 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 take on the ETF. Uh, obviously, this is something we've been waiting for for so long, so that it sort of happened. It's not even a real. It's a futures ETF. Um, that it happened it's great. We got there. A lot of people, a lot of normies are going to fear, feel a lot more comfortable with Bitcoin now. So, okay. That's a positive. They were the ones that have been missing out. If they needed a freaking fake ETF, because it's not even a real one. Uh, it's, because it's a futures ETF to make themselves feel comfortable and finally buy Bitcoin. Great. We beat them to the punch. And so more people will feel comfortable with the Bitcoin space because of it. But dude, own the underlying asset. Why? I know people can buy it through their uh, 401ks and that's why they love it so much. But it's all about controlling your private key and um, you know owning the underlying asset. We have all these people complaining for years and years, paper gold this, paper this, paper that. Bitcoin is the one thing out there you know when you freaking own it, okay? And, and, all right, you own it, you can easily buy it. And and move it around gold, you know, when you own it too, but you can't easily move it around and, and, and and buy it and everything like that. So this is just another complication to distract people. I want no, I I want nothing to do. I personally will never, of course, never buy it. I only want the underlying asset. So again, I, Everyone is welcome in this space. Everyone is willing to, everyone can try to financialize Bitcoin as much as they want to. That's really a a government thing because the the government defines what's a security, what's an ETF, who has permission to do it. Obviously they had some friends at at this company that they felt now comfortable that that were allowed to, to make money off of Bitcoin this way. Great don't wait for there to be a real ETF people don't wait for the government to say it's kosher just get the underlying freaking asset so I am pleased that there is a fake ETF and I'll be even more pleased when there's a real ETF because I, I own the real thing and it's it's gonna help the value of the real thing the funny part is they're not gonna they're gonna wait till the end of 2022 to approve a ETF i you know i, I don't so. know but it's 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 good it's mark it's free marketing for bitcoin too it's it's marketing for the normies but i i don't know when they're going to do a real one i wouldn't hold my breath people i would not i definitely would not hold my breath uh for a real one i mean it's just it's on the whims of the government officials it's so bitcoin does not have to worry about the whims of government officials if you uh, if, you're, that's if, you're, the of it. if you if you if it's open to everybody yeah. it's open to the entire world. If you're worrying about the whims of government officials, you probably don't own Bitcoin like you should really own it, Um, you know, controlling your private key. So that's that's my that's my take on the ETF. And uh, yeah, whatever. People can do what they people can pretend they own Bitcoin and financialize it as much as they want to. Just don't get distracted. Own the underlying. And by the way, you don't need a 401k or an IRA, a 401k. I got rid of my little retirement account. In 2014, or uh, yeah, and I turned into Bitcoin back then. So I and, and people, oh, you're getting penalized. You you're not 75 yet. Yeah, great. It was like 400 dollars then. I did damn well. Okay. You, you can also you can also you know you can use something like Unchained Capital, which allows you to keep your own keys, open an IRA, you know, get the tax advantages of an IRA, and hold your own Bitcoin. If yeah. You yeah. To. Again, I I love to keep I'm it simple. I love just. Possibility. I just, mean, those are the financial future technologies that are available with Bitcoin, like. Like, it, it doesn't it, – Bitcoin doesn't have to eliminate all the need for finance and credit, you know, but it just makes it a fair
5: system for the entire world, and it's open to yeah. everybody. I, I, I agree with that, too, too. I, like, totally do that if you want to, but, like, you know, Baltimore's saying here, like, nothing's, like, holding the underlying asset, too. Also, you don't know how, you know, tax laws are going to be in, you know, 5, 10, 20 years, too, you know. Like, that money is locked up for a reason
2: to get, you know, certain tax benefits.
5: Yeah,
0: but, and and to know you do control. I know it, but like I'm it's like fuck i w I'd rather hold it. Well know? people people talk about OPSEC before too. If you you know, you write, you're you're on a the list then that you had a Bitcoin four oh one K. You can own you can own the underlying anonymously right. if you want to. So I mean that that's a different decision. Yes, if if yeah.
8: you get if you get if you own the underlying and you hold your own keys and your country starts you know, you see it coming that your country is going to start treating badly because of it. You can go to another you can take your keys with you in your head, you go to another country where you're treated better. And it forces governments to have to compete for your 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 work to compete for your wealth. So wait, yeah, I on. mean that's why I didn't feel yes. I went I was
1: just gonna I mean I went, you know, I cashed out four hundred one Ks and everything in spring of twenty twenty and I was like, I don't give a shit about taking a haircut because you know, it's going to obviously be better here. I'd rather control my own destiny. Um, you know, and at this point, like, you know, with, you know, I, I mean, I, I love where I live. I don't want to move, but I keep saying that I'm a free agent. Like, I'll go, I will go wherever. I'm going to take my family wherever freedom rings. Um, you know, what happened in America, I, I've said this multiple times, but what happened on July 4th, 1776, was something i believe that was ever supposed to happen in the history of the world as far as the elites are concerned and that is a genie that cannot be put back in the bottle the freedom genie that has been that has been released onto the world and so it might i love america i i love what america stands for it might not always be in this physical geographic location but i will go where it, where that idea of america still exists and with Bitcoin in my hands or in my brain, I can I can go there and do B-
8: that. Bitcoin empowers that idea it, to its fullest extent. It gives you financial
0: freedom. Uh well, you know, talking about worrying about cashing out your 401k, um, I, I'd say you did a, a great thing because uh you know you, you bought Bitcoin with it, it's you know done quite well since then. But remember people who feel safe with their traditional four oh one K, they want to wait till they're 75 they can always do a a, a bail-in. The United States government could change things and say, we're going to do a bail-in with people's 401ks. They're the rich. They're they're vilifying the rich right now. We're just going to tax the billionaires. Well, eventually, we're just going to tax the wealthy 401k holders. So all you're waiting until you're 75, they might do a 20% uh, bail-in with your 401k. Uh, So there's... You know, I, I know it is kind of a little scary for people to get rid of something they thought they were going to keep until they were 75 that they think is guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. It it definitely is not guaranteed uh, to not be involved in some bail-in one day. And for derivative, it's
8: programmed to have a base.
0: Yes. All right. Uh, any other uh, questions or statements here from anybody?
5: anyone any at the end of the day i mean the, i was gonna say at the end of the day even with an etf i mean you could argue that etf is a better
0: way to, to store your bitcoin you know versus grayscale but at the end of the day there's still counterparty risk right tremendous yeah uh but you say that great that that, that uh, uh that it's better than than a uh than grayscale than a uh the ETF is better than grayscale. Grayscale wants to convert their thing into an ETF ASAP. They they would do it in in a second. Um, the, so uh, I I don't know. If great. What, what what's better than the other? The underlying is the other. I don't try to. I, I I'm grayscale, not in. Grayscale wants to convert theirs into a spot ETF. Yeah, they, they don't hold the underlying. Yeah yeah. They won't. They want this the best type of ETF. They want it right now. And uh, but and they'll get it eventually. We're one day closer to that. But I don't. Again, I I don't play around with that. Just. Uh, own, own the real thing. Can't beat the real thing, as they used to say. Corey, you're about to. I thought Corey was going to say something. Well, I, I'm, 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 I'm out of, I'm out of topics here. Else? Another point on
8: the, another point on the ETF, the futures ETF, like they're they're using it to track the price of Bitcoin. So like they're buying futures contracts you know, to try to track the price of Bitcoin. And then there's a whole bunch of fees involved. So like if you're buying ETF and say Bitcoin get, produces a uh, 150% return over the next year, well, the ETF you know that you bought is not going to get that return.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a weird little game. I, I <laughs> it's a fight it's a weird little traditional financial game. I don't, I have no business. Right, no, financialization who? of Bitcoin is, is
8: probably the
0: right word for it that you yeah. used before yeah. yeah all right and anyone else